Guys, do you think that Jarl Tapal is kind of Christ-like? Start your sublight engines. It's time for Rupalp's Pod Race, a queer Star Wars podcast. Welcome to our discussion of the penultimate episode of The Mandalorian Season 3, The Spies. I'm Noah, my pronouns are he, him, and you can find me on social media at the Jewish Jedi. And my gender this week is Dinkatan Truth Convert, because I started to see the vision. I'll be real, I started to see the vision. I'm just saying there's something very sexy about chivalry. And when Din in this episode is like, your song is not yet written, I will serve you till it is, or whatever the hell he says, that was very hot to me, personally. Like, I don't know. I, I'm just saying, I see the vision, and I support it, and I think it's actually quite slayful. My name is Mel. I use they, them pronouns. You can find me on social media at Melvin Culpa and on TikTok at Grunkle Rex. And my gender this week is Settlers of Bo-Katan. Oh, wow. Oh, that's... You've been waiting to do that, haven't you? I have. I said it while we were watching the episode, and I was like, that's my gender this week. Dibs. It was almost... My gender was almost past Vilsa. However, I saw someone on Twitter say it, so... Can't do that. They were playing board games. And Axe Wolves was being xenophobe about it. Damn. Axe Wolves. Hateful again. No, because here's the problem. Last episode, I was like, yeah, I don't really give a fuck about him. Just that he's there is, like, funny to me. Here's the problem. I watched this episode, and I said, actually, no, I do. I I hate to say it. I know this man. I know him. He is my friend, and he just needs to unpack some of his internalized Mandalorian xenophobia. Yeah, I agree. I found I found myself coming to favor him. Speaking of, my name is Ollie. I use any pronouns. You can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh. It's Fresh with the PH. And my gender this week is Help Me Axwoves. You're my only hope. Um, no. Because I'm sorry, Axwoves being like, guys, I'm going to go get help. Hang on. If he turns out to be the spy, I will start He's crying. He's got to be. He's got to no, be. No, he doesn't, Claudia. I'm just no. saying when he when he is the reason that those children still on the ship get to be fine, then you all are gonna be fucking sorry that you doubted him. Yeah, why do you hate Greek people, Claudia? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um a Mediterranean on Mediterranean crime because of my Italian ex heritage. <laughs> also, I just have to add. Simon Cassianides on Instagram is a menace. He is the funniest man. He gets it. Did you guys see that interview where he was like, someone was like, well, how do you feel about, um, like, how does putting on, like, the armor make you feel? And he's like, well, you know, I'm Greek, right? So kind of wake awakens something, like, genetically in me. You know, that I feel so powerful. Wild of him. He was like, I was yeah, like, Sparta. He's, he's the realest bitch in here. I need more of him. He can't, Axwell's can't be a traitor. He can't Axe be the bad Wells guy. a Star Wars story. I'm saying, hear my <laughs> prayers. Dave Filoni, retcon the sequels with Woves, a Star Wars story. It's not too late, Dave. Make the right choice. <laughs> Watch for Woves is back. It's more like, now. and now, now that he's back, it's just watching Woves. Hi, my name is Claudia. My pronouns are she, her. And you can find me on social media at Kaludia says, K-A-L-U-D-I-A says, my gender this week, um, Jess and I dis- uh, discussed it earlier and we realized we were about to have pretty much the same gender. It is inspired by my friend Mars um, and also inspired by a prophetic conversation that Ollie and I had the night before this episode aired. And then I went, holy shit, we predicted it. 
Um, I no, recently, literally, we were I, having this exact conversation. <laughs> like, I recently watched a very good TV show. Um, it's called um, Mobile Suit Gundam: The Witch from Mercury, and I was telling Ollie the entire plot of it, and I went, "Huh? Have there ever been any Gundams or any Mechas or anything like that in Star Wars?" And he couldn't think of any. And then the next day, we got Mobile Suit Grogu. Um, <laughs> I forgot um, about Zetar from the Higher Public, guys. I'm yeah, a fake fan. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. The Anzellans have done it. I, a Midnight Horizon reference, Mobile Suit Grogu, not clickbait. Um, oh wait, it's not Midnight Horizon, is it? Yeah, no, I was it's say, wicked. Not, not it's <laughs> Midnight Horizon. The Anzellan in Midnight Horizon does pilot the little thing. He does. That is true. I was so, thinking more about Zetar. You're right. And Lorna. Yeah. And Lorna. Okay, oh. I digress. We were still talking about they needed more mechas in the higher public, and then Grogu was like, "And what if I? What if I obliged?" Yeah, and I will say also. Um, my, what my friend Mars said was, um, get in the robot Grogu, and that does make grief Karga Gendo Ikari. And then I went on a whole, not to be sla- a whole thing of like, but if you think about it, like if you know anything about Evangelion, it's like highly implied that the angels are given the souls of the pilot's mothers. And if you think about it, it's kind of like how they took out IG-11's entire personality and put Grogu in it to pilot him. So anyway, um... When is Grogu gonna trigger the third impact? <laughs> that I'm is also, kind of fucked up, huh? <laughs> I would, I would, I would also like to ask: When is someone going to draw Grogu sitting in that fucked up little folding chair under a spotlight? <laughs> I need that image now. <laughs> I feel like that picture is like spiritually similar to insert character here dying in a glue trap. I don't know why. I just feel like, like in my brain, those two are like connected somehow. Has, has anyone drawn Axwell's dying in a glue trap? <laughs> I don't Please. think so, but they should. So why don't you do past Vesla, obviously? <gasps> yes! We need past Vesla dying in a glue trap. That's actually how he really died. The like the floor, you guys couldn't see it. Yeah. But like a little trap door opened and then he fell over and got stuck in the glue trap. Moff Gideon's glue trap should be my alternate gender. I, I do love the idea of them being like Moff Gideon has so many like cunning traps and blasters and whatnot, and then they're like, oh fuck, a glue trap, our one real weakness. <laughs> oh no, it might not be able to cut through Beskar, but it can sure as hell stop it. <laughs> I'm I'm still wondering like how did the Beskar like come off as a little piece when they were rescuing him like I have because they're flop I guess I guess they like don't know the true Mandalorian way of forging the Beskar that's true he's basically doing he's doing Mandalorian cosplay with like a shit ass like Beskar alloy basically and like not using the forge or anything and he like here's my little cosplay guys and then the Mandalorian like his his helmet did have like little horns on it too I see you he was doing cosplay he's also fucking like yeah previsla coded motherfucker. (laughs) He literally was. I would like to believe that Moff Gideon's little Mandalorian suit isn't even made of Beskar alloy. It's made of like EVA foam or something. He's worked like all <laughs> weekend on it. He's like, I, guys, this is my OC. <laughs> He's parading around the base. Are you ready for my Star Wars celebration cosplay? <laughs> I'm Jess. My pronouns are they, them. You can find me on social media at Kawaii Jessio. And my gender this week is get in the fucking robot, Grogu. Another Evangelion reference. Oh my god, um, we win. Um, yeah, 
my other gender po- like I c- had considered was um Grogu is Bunny the dog coded, <laughs> but I did see our other pal Jess J Bean Straws, the the other Jess Jessception going on had also tweeted about Grogu being Bunny the dog coded, and I was like, the brain cell connected there. Good job. I do love the idea of Grogu's of of Grogu's fucking Eva getting like more and more word buttons to the point where he's able to form complex sentences like Bunny the dog. That'd be funny as shit. That's just an AAC, guys. That's just a regular a, 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 no exactly accessibility device. Yes, so true. I was just thinking Grogu saying, "Why is Grogu?" <laughs> Grogu having fucking. Midlife cri- not midlife crisis. Grogu passes the Identity Turing crisis. test. <laughs> it is so fucked up that they just hollowed his ass out and said, "Anyway, like that's like imagine someone imagine being another droid and being like, oh god, they- <laughs> they're just piloting his corpse." Didn't they do that in the in the in the 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 Gasker Nebot like the the fucking the remember oh my god Clone Wars Arthur yes. Gregor they did the that. Fucking- yeah, they, they hollow did. out the astromech so that that little fucker can pilot it like a Jaeger. Oh wow, wasn't but wasn't it still alive and it just had a compartment for him or was it gone? Uh, it was gone. He was piloting. I'm Meeper sure. Gascon. You can. I hate you. Meeper Gascon is Gendo Ikari, not clickbait. I don't know who that is. <laughs> it's peace and love, it's, it's, and I it's don't want to know. It's Shinji's shit ass father. He's I don't know top- who the. F- what Top's- Shinji is, and I don't want to know. Top you definitely know who Shinji is. Like, by cultural osmosis, you definitely know who Shinji is. I've heard the name. I don't know who that is. is- I haven't heard it until today, so... He, he is the protagonist <laughs> of Evangelion. He is the little depressed child in the chair. Don't watch I've- it. You, yeah, you guys, keep, you guys keep referencing a little <laughs> depressed boy in a chair. I'm like, that's just Thrawn, guys. <laughs> we can't... No. Anyway, do you guys want to talk about the episode? Um, I really liked when Grogu um was like, I'm going to be a de-escalator. That was his Jedi era! No, really. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Grogu has done more for this country than any cop has. <laughs> when they're like, defund the police, well, who's going to stop fights? Grogu showed us. Literally, Come on, guys. Fucking, because they're like, should we stop this? And Bo's just like, no, you gotta just let it happen. It's gonna happen either way. And He's then like me with they're my all cat. just watching as they're fucking kicking each other's butts and everyone's just like, hmm, should we step in? And they're like, nah. And then Grogu finally is just like, oh my god. I will also say, the whole thing, like, we were joking about how, like, Grogu is the first Mandalorian Jedi and like millennia and the first Mandalorian Jedi created the Darksaber and that united all of the all of Mandalore. I don't think it's a joke anymore. I, d- I do believe that's what's occurring. <laughs> oh, fuck. Grogu. Okay. Okay, Tarvisla. Tarvisla era. <laughs> no, I do also like one thing that I enjoyed about this episode immensely is just that whenever the camera cut to Casca, her expression was like, I hate this bitch. Like, yeah. Anytime Axe Woes did anything, she, like, visibly was, like, irritated, annoyed over it. Like, I think that she, like, stuck like stuck with him after the whole, like, ending of season two. And then was, like, every day since then was, like, why the fuck did I do that? I made a mistake. Not to go back to Grogu, um, Tarvisla parallels. But why did my brain be, like, oh, my God. So Grogu and Ragnar Visla get married. 
I'm just like, no, that wouldn't work. Roku's like a baby still and like will long outlive fucking Ragnar and also is aging very slowly. So even when Ragnar becomes an adult, Grogu would still just be like a child. So that doesn't work. We can't have Grognar age gap discourse on the podcast, guys. <laughs> but no, oh. Ragnar has to carry on the Visla name now, you realize. Um I would I would like to pivot to talk to the the blue elephant in the room, which is Thrawn. Because Who is that? that? <laughs> that I don't know who that is. <laughs> that conversation that they're having, if you think about it in context of, of like what we know, is so objectively funny. Okay, think about it like this, all right? So a Thrawn disappears right before the Battle of Yavin. That is five years before the war ends. This is occurring five years after the war ends. It has been ten years since anybody has fucking seen Thrawn, number one. Other than Pelion, none of those people ever worked with Thrawn. So the and at this point, they've gotten their ass beat at least twice. At the, the Battle of Endor and then the Battle of Jakku. So they're at this point, they're grasping at, scru- at straws and they're like, uh, hey, remember that guy who like disappeared who was like our only competent co-worker? You remember that guy? Anybody go, can, can somebody go find him? Yeah? Ah, uh, fuck it. I'm running out of ideas. Like, that's literally where they're at right now. And they're like, hey, um, how's the progress on finding the missing guy? And then they're like, ah, uh, I'll, I'll get right to it. Like, it's objectively so funny. <laughs> I will also just say, like, I really did giggle and laugh that entire scene. I was like, you people, this is not a shadow council. This is a circus. Like, you people are clowns. First of all, sitting in a circle referring to yourselves as the shadow council is the dorkiest thing maybe ever. And then on top of that being like, we will bring the empire back, which is even funnier considering that it actually works. Like we know canonically, like they do like succeed at this goal, but well, they, <laughs> like, they don't, they, they do get their ass beat in a major film. Yeah. But don't they successfully reestablish fascism for like three movies? They, they basically, okay. So as someone, I don't who know has, star Wars lore. I'll be real. <laughs> as somebody who has suffered through a lot of the sequel era media, that is not that great. Um, this part was interesting to me because basically the First Order eventually is like a military junta and like, yeah, they start just like occupying worlds or whatever, but they don't, they don't reestablish, reestablish anything that is as big as the Empire. They want to, they have all like the, they have all the, the gear or whatever, but they don't and they try to. And what's funny about this is that in the, if this is like the founding of the First Order or whatever, the, the person who is not there is Ray Sloan. If you don't know who Ray Sloan is, I'm so sorry because she's the most slayful person. She like I support a I support a black woman's wrongs, and she basically helps found most of the First Order. And it's very funny. All these people who are sitting here flopping in the town square, we know that they are going to fail. We know they're going to flop because we know that her side, she is somewhere in the unknown regions right now, actually building what will become the First Order. Um, so her not being there is funny. So they're all like, we're the shadow council, whatever. Like when you said like, okay, they sound really stupid. Like that's something that Ray Sloan has literally almost said in canon. She was like, y'all are clowns. Um, I will say this also comes from my friend Mars, who is so big brained and who doesn't know any, who always goes like, oh, I don't know anything about Star Wars, but just is looking at this objectively. The way that they they start the episode with the Empire is always bickering amongst each other and eventually they get their ass beat because they can't come together. But then the whole theme is that the Mandalorians who are always bickering amongst each other, they are stronger together. Hmm, many thoughts were had. Anyway. Yeah, I gotta say, Dave Filoni versus queer black women, the, the beef continues. 
you know, I, and who knows, maybe it's intentional that, that Ray's not there. Um, I think that makes, I honestly do think it makes sense. However, I just got to say, David, what are we doing? It's becoming okay. a pattern. Where's okay. Ketsu? Quickly. Okay, Ray Sloan showing up in the last episode of The Mandalorian a la Luke Skywalker in season My two. <laughs> My joke. She'd be like, guys. Shirley Ralph as Ray <gasps> Sloan. <laughs> Shut up. Also, I don't know if this is true, but Pablo Hidalgo, I believe, tweeted up being like a character I created as a joke um, is now in The Mandalorian. And I'm almost entirely positive he's talking about Brendel Hooks. That is so fucking funny, no. Ray. Also, I love that they did cast um, uh, uh, the guy who played Armitage Hux. Um, oh my god, what is Domino his name? Gleason. Yeah, Domino Gleason's brother. Yeah, his brother to play his dad. I'm like, oh wow, oh wow. That's kind of a read to his brother. Wait, <laughs> if I got that phone call, I'd be like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's not calling him old. Like, this is still what 10, 20? This is. I mean, fifteen would- years. This is at least fifteen years before. I know it's just so funny. No, but that, uh, if 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 tomorrow someone was like, "Hi, we want you to play your your brother's dad," I would be a little bit miffed, but only a little bit. Anyway, outside of Brendel Hux's flop era, um, the other what? thing about this episode that I thought was really fun was hashtag all of the reveals of them going down to Mandalore. Especially like the the fuck ass little pirate ship that was so slayful. I was like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah, I really do love the the little like fucked up guys. I was thinking that they were the spies. I hope not, because like they were on the ground, and how did they stay on the ground for so long? That being said, I do think it would be fucked up because I do I did think that they had some really cool moments. That would be, I hadn't considered that, but that would be really, like, interesting. Because, yeah, when they were like, we're here, and I was like, huh, um, I'm a little bit confused as to how y'all manage that, but okay. But then, yeah, I I don't know. I don't like a spy plot in general. Not because I think it's necessarily bad. It's just, like, not something that I tend to enjoy. Um, So I didn't even think about the episode title all that hard. I was like, oh, they're talking about the Imperials. Sweet. And now I'm like, were they? Am I gaslighting myself? What is the truth? Yeah, I will say that, like, I don't know. I think that they're, it's just, I I'm, I feel like I'm fucking, like, paranoid. I feel like I'm, like, some type of, I feel like I'm Palpatine being like, all right, which one of you crusty guys is is the spy in this? Is it Axe Woves? Is it the armor? Is it, I don't know. I really hope it's not the armor. I hope it's not the armor. That'd be so fucked up. Number Someone- one. It would be shitty writing. Number two, the discourse about Mandalorian religion would become absolutely ass. If if it's the armor, I'm going to kill someone. <laughs> well, because here's here's my argument and my thought on like kind of here's my three different arguments. And it applies to it's basically the same argument, but you can apply it to any th- any of the parties who could be a spy is that. Bo-Katan has that speech where she talks about how she had she like conceded to Gideon and like how you know sometimes you have to do things like difficult things um things that might not be the the right choice but in the moment it feels like your only option that could apply to literally any of the the parties and that's like so fucked up and i hate that and i'm like oh god oh god please i just i hope it's just alaya who is the the spy and 
this discourse was meaningless. Did we see the whole thing about how it may be a reference to the book of Exodus? What? I'm sorry. I don't yeah. mean to turn this into Torah corner, but No, in- no, I I that's why I'm asking because there were s- a lot of people who were saying that it they're that the the spies it may be metaphorical. Um, okay, you're gonna have to walk me through this one. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, let me look. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, the the Torah has been broken. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) I have my copy of the Torah in front of me. Mandalorian. I'm looking on Twitter for Mandalorian uh, spies Moses. Hold on. Um, (laughs) The armor was leading. (laughs) You think the armor was leading? The, the title in a nice fucking dress to freedom. <laughs> the title could reference the spies Moses sends across uh, the Jordan to check out the promised land. That's what most people are referencing. Wait, I mean, yeah. I can't. What the bit? I know because I was literally just talking about before we were recording as a joke. I said I don't think Star Wars is secular enough, and now yeah. I'm like, oh shit, is Moses- this gonna be like? This is gonna be the next. Like Church of Rock Easter play. No, Grogu is about to be crucified, guys. Grogu is about to sing some Chumbawamba as he's being hoisted upon the cross. I, I mean, I they, the twelve spies were a group of Israelite chief. To, I mean, you I, you could kind of see it, especially because there was the whole thing of them like. No, now that I'm thinking about it, I absolutely see. It. Yeah. However, I, here's my only thing. Here's my only thing is that. If we're going to do Exodus, I want the plagues. Okay, it was just Passover. I want the 10 plagues in Star Wars. I don't care how we have to make this happen, but I would like Bo-Katan and Moff Gideon singing the 10 plagues from the Bridge of Egypt movie. <laughs> um, Yeah, and everyone's like, is, is Din Djarin Joshua? Thoughts. <laughs> Anyways. That's my- one of the stories that I'm actually like least familiar with. Din Djarin fought the Battle of Mandalore. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Just like Joshua. Yeah, not anyway. Okay. Here's my other thing also. So the 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 big monster that came out, that was the Mythosaur, right? Like the, this, the, it's gotta be. No, absolutely not. No, that was definitely that was not, the, not mythosaur. the Mythosaur. Are we sure? Yes. Yeah. You could kind yeah, of that see was... his head. It was not Mythosaur shaped. Yeah, that oh. was just some fucked up guy. Oh, I thought it was That's the Mythosaur. That was the Mythosaur's ex-girlfriend. I, I do think the Mythosaur will be coming back in the final episode, though. I did like. Okay. I don't think <gasps> like a big kaiju anything. fight. Kaiju versus Gundam fight versus Grogu no, in the Gundam. No, no, I'm saying this creature and the Mythosaur are gonna beat the fuck out of each other. Ooh, fun! That's my new Pacific goal. Rim. I can't wait for the Mythosaur to beat the fuck out of Moff Gideon, like the Hulk throwing Loki around in the first Avengers movie. <laughs> Okay, wait. Speaking of, what? Why did Moff Gideon want Din specifically? As soon as he saw he didn't have the fucking dark saber, why is he like, let me take him specifically? Personal vendetta. Um, I did see one tweet. Someone was like, "Oh, they're gonna mind flay him and make him into the Winter Soldier." <laughs> I was like, "We can't keep doing okay. this." I saw. I also saw that tweet, and I was like, "That would be hilarious," and also kind of crazy because i would love for us to have din jarin winter soldier-esque and for them to just slowly start making din less and less of a protagonist because <laughs> that would be hilarious over the next 10 seasons of the mandalorian he's going to become a worse person no and this is how din cobb can still win because because cobb it, it the winter soldier will occur and then cobb will be like din 
And then he's the only, and that makes him snap out of it. Anyways, no, just call to know his name is Din Djarin. What? I'm what? also, I'm also not going to indulge this this Din Cobb Stucky AU. I won't do that. Won't do that. Know that his name is Din. He only knows him as Mando. Okay, well, I, I, anyway, I'm just, I'm just saying. I did see a lot of people being like, oh, it would be really sad if like he started to forget Grogu or whatever. I'm like, I don't think. They've never really, they've never established in canon that like people who get mind flayed lose all their memories. Like Crosshair doesn't lose all his memories. Not yeah, yet. Yeah, he just sucks. <laughs> he just like gets brain damage. Like, <laughs> uh, okay, but however, it was kind of implied with what they did to Doctor Pershing that that was going to be the end of him in a I lot know. of ways. That I, is true. That so, is and I'm true. like, here's my other thing. My other thought too is like, I I feel like the whole thing with Doctor Pershing. I'm like, now why would they have done that if it wasn't going to be relevant later? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't really... Yeah. I think that what's realistically going to happen is Moff Gideon is going to put Din Djarin in some sort of little jail cell. And it's just going to be like, you stupid fuck. And then Din's going to be like, they're going to come rescue me. You'll see. <laughs> and then they do. And then he's like, Bo-Katan, I missed you so much. And then they both take off their helmets and start kissing. Oh, wow. and, then she, and then she knocks him up. And that's my fan fiction. <laughs> that's great. Um, See, I was thinking perhaps... The reality of the, the 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 thing that could happen is that um, Moff Gideon has decided to frame one Dinjarin for helping him get out of jail. Wait! Oh fuck! Because, oh shit! Carson Tubba versus yeah. No, because, no. Because, because 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 Elia is like, oh my god, they know that your bitch ass got out, and he's like, okay, well, this ties up nicely. Heart no, emoji. Don't- that would mm, that would make me very. Oh. oh my god! Okay, this is the Rangers of the New Republic is going to be Carson Teva and Zeb hunting down Din Djarin. No! This is oh. I do Jaren. love the idea of us having to in canon see Zeb be like, I have to hunt down Din Djarin like he's a dog. <laughs> like that's the plot of the show. It would be me versus the Din Djarin girlies who stand him who would be like, I don't I don't like anything that like is anti-Din Djarin. Uh, I hate that, whatever, but fuck you. If you all come for Zeb, you better not miss. <laughs> Mystery Spodcast breakup era. <laughs> you would turn against Zeb if he was hunting down Din Djarin? Would you? you? I want you on the record now. I don't y- know. Y- yes or no? Why are you making me choose? Wow. Life is full of hard choices, Claudia. Like whether or not to see Megan, <laughs> a choice you consistently fail at. Here's the thing: if I see Megan at this point, and now it's become a bit like I can't, I can't if give you, up. If now. you saw Megan, all this could be all this could be absolved. No, no. Anyway, anyway, the Mima War arc could be over. <laughs> Much like Paz Bisla, I must stand against the tide. Stand against. Last time I saw him, he'd fallen over. <laughs> I'll just say this about Paz Vizsla's death that I thought was, like, honestly so fucking funny to me was because he beats up all the little guys, right? And then the Praetorian guards come in and he doesn't land, like, a hit. They really do just, like, demolish him in seconds. I mean, I do enjoy that because, like, the only times we ever see the Praetorian guards really fight is, like, what, The Last Jedi? And then they're just, like, standing there in other places. Like, they're supposed to be, like, elite. We never actually see them beat ass. So now's the time. They, they tried to throw hands with Ezra, but Ezra was like, mm, "I don't think so." That's Ezra. Ezra surviving both Darth Vader and the Praetorian guards slay of him. 
Because he's that bitch. That's what being in Mace Windu's lineage does to a motherfucker. So true, so real. At the beginning of this podcast, and the middle, and pretty recently, we talked about the Arinda Price bust. (gasps) We talked about on Etsy how there was this bust of Arinda Price from Star Wars Rebels. How funny it was. The one we keep joking about hitting each other over the head with. Exactly. Guys, it's in canon. There's the Grief Karga bust. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Grief bust versus Arinda bust. bust. Fight. And grief is clearing. I don't mind getting hit with the the Grief Karga bust. I feel like that's like positive. Like you've done well. Now I like, it's like being knighted. I do love the idea of Grief Karga, like, using that for that exact purpose. Like, he's like, you are getting an upgrade, so I'm going to now tap you on the shoulder with his bust of my head. However, I do also like the idea of replacing all of the lightsabers in Star Wars, yes, all of them, with either the Grief Karga bust or the Arenda Price bust. It's like like blue and red lightsabers. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Can someone No, because do... the idea of like Trillis <gasps> Duri and Fallen Order whipping out twice. <laughs> <two laughs> I, I was just about to say when you when you um when you pick your lightsaber color in Fallen Order, you get to pick between a, a grief cargo bust and a price bust. <laughs> okay, but imagine Darth Maul in Duel of the Fates with a double sided double sided Arinda. <laughs> I do also like the concept for like um Vern's light whip is it's fully just like a meteor hammer with. <laughs> grief cargo's head on the end oh i am obsessed with that i love i love the idea of it like they're always being grief cargo busts and even before grief cargo was born and then he was born and they were like you you're the man from the bust okay i love also the idea of a random price being like good morning i'm here to work for the empire and sidious is like wait a minute i know that face from somewhere No, because the idea of, like, bleeding a kyber crystal is just, like, re-chiseling the grief cargo bus to be a price bus. Oh, it's getting dark. Okay, wait. Side note. I would like to talk about, this is not the canonization of Captain Pelion because he does, his voice appears, like, for three seconds in Rebels. Um, I'm obsessed with the idea of, of, of Pelion right now because in canon... He hasn't, he was never really Thrawn's right hand man at any point, only in Legends. And so he's kind of like a weird Thrawn fanboy. And everyone's like, oh, you're the one who knows the most about Thrawn. Like, which is kind of like me in any room, to be honest. Like, <laughs> Claudia, not to interrupt Claudia you. Claudia Not to interrupt you real quick, but um, his appearance, his canon appearances is not just Rebels. He does appear in the, like, in Thrawn Treason. So. God, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. But he's not. But what I'm saying is he's never the right hand man that like that he is in Legends. He has a different role. Um, Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Yeah. And so and now and now everyone's like, oh, like you're the Thrawn expert, whatever. And he's like, really? I'm just a fanboy, but I'm faking it till I make it. And like <laughs> um, and I just love the fact that Thrawn has left him for a younger man every single time. Can I talk about um, my enemy, John Favreau, and his silly little moments in this episode that made me go like, John Favreau, like, I'm like laughing, but it's like (laughs) hiding how upset I am. (sighs) John Favreau, I mean, I get it. I get it. If I had 
the chance to make a Star Wars show, I would also make my fun little like self insert. But does your fun little self self insert <laughs> deserve to um get that much screen time? Like he had his little moment with with Axe. They had their little as moment there. R. I. P. As though that was short lived. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then he spends like the last five minutes of the episode like being like. You guys, <laughs> I'll hold them back. <laughs> and then, you know, dies. Which one, like, Paz, what the fuck? You have now just orphaned your son. The son that you guys, like, risked your lives to go save from a giant fucked up dinosaur dragon. Um, but yeah, what? John Favreau, I'm in your walls. I, I mean, I get it, but also, <laughs> I feel like... That was unnecessary to spend the last five minutes just showing you fighting for your life and then getting killed. I, yeah, I I think that Paz is really funny as a character because he fully is just Jon Favreau being like, I want to be a Mandalorian. And they just kind of like let him. And I I would also like to say RIP to, what are we calling Paz and Axe? What is their name? As. As, Okay. As I'm just saying this, and I find this quite funny, I do love the idea of Axe returning next episode and finding out Paz has died and being like, "No!" Like he's like really <laughs> upset, and they're all like, "Oh my god!" You did this guy for fully two minutes, and you were like such an ass to him. And he was like, "We were in love. We just didn't have the time." Tosca Reeves has started swinging. Not fucking Axe Woves now adopts Ragnar. <laughs> No, because no. Ragnar girl, you deserve better. Sorry to Axe Wolves, you flop. Like I know it was supposed to be like dramatic, but was anybody else giggling? Was anyone else sort of like I laughing was. all I was the time? Fully yeah. I'm I may have chortled. Well, because then and then he like he hits the ground with this like comically loud thud. <laughs> like, okay. He's really in, like the family guy death pose. <laughs> <laughs> he totally did. Okay, wait. Pass Vista played by Peter Griffin. Hold on. Okay, Pass Vista takes Griffin. his helmet. He takes his helmet off and he's Seth MacFarlane. No. Pass Vista, Ted, Peter Griffin, handshake. <laughs> the mouse from shit. Sing. Oh my god. Guys, Do we know Pass Vista did Pass is singing Vizsla... on a little, did- a little ditty right now? What's that Guys, about? Did Pass Vista sing my way before they went on this battle? Like quickly. I feel like okay, and I feel like here's the thing: he definitely would. To be fair to Jonathan Favreau, which I don't do quite often, um, he cre- he like decided to have like a little Easter egg cameo in the Mandalorian as Paz Vizsla in the first season, and I know for a fact those bitches were not planning it out as in detail in season one about who was going to be where and doing what. So like even in the credits, like the guy who plays Paz Vizsla is not John. Um, John might voice him still. I don't know what the logistics are on that, but like it is just some guy. And like, do I think it's funny that, that, that character that's like, if that's like, if Trapper Wolf was suddenly like super important and like, was like, had an episode where it was like Trapper Wolf and Carson Teva like playing Jenga for an hour. Okay, I would love that though is the problem. (laughs) Here's my my thing is that I'm like, you know what? Great on them for taking a random club shitto 
and making him into like sort of a more normal like he had he had some he did he did some plot relevant and character relevant world build world building relevant things in this season instead of just simply vibing and then throwing hands in the book of boba fett with din um so i did like that um and to be honest if i was john favreau as Jess said, I would do the exact same fucking thing. I'll be like, yeah, fuck yeah. Is my character going to like have a badass fight with Praetorian guards and, and ha- do all this? Sh- absolutely. I would. I absolutely would. Um, I mean, I will say like, I mean, we're all having a good and fun time, but like it was a genuinely good episode. Like I had a great time. Um, Ups and down. I mean, this is my, this is my opinion, but like I, I had a good time. There were some things that were ridiculous, but that's that's whatever. But like, it was a generally good episode. Rick, you never lose. You uh, you are always great. You are my bestie girl. Um, I I will say when people this was the episode that they screened at celebration and then like expected people to shut the fuck up about for several days, and I was like waiting to watch this, and yeah, that and everyone was like, oh, this is crazy. This is insane. This is whatever. And then I watched it, and I was like. Yeah, I mean, I was excited and I had I had gasped and jumping out of my chair and shit like that, whatever. But none of it like surprised me that much. I was like, I was like, oh, like, oh, Brendel Hooks or like the very simple. I was like, yeah, this is definitely where the plot was going. Like, this is what I predicted would happen. Like, I'm not surprised by any of that. Are y'all surprised? You were shocked? I was not shocked at all. And also them being like, oh, surprise, Mandalore is livable and we've been using it to hide an Imperial remnant. Duh! Of course they would hire hide an imperial remnant on places where people think nobody lives. Yeah, obviously. And also, just from a side note, like from a world building perspective, I like the idea of showing that like in these early years, even before the First Order picks up whatever, that like all of these imperial warlords who are fighting, there were people like Moff Gideon. And if you read the books, there's a lot of people like this. There are people like Moff Gideon who are like, I'm going to be the new emperor and I'm going to make my special thing. And like they keep kind of, Again, that whole thing of like them versus like the unity of the whole of the Mandalorians and whatever. But like his whole thing is he's like, yeah, I'm doing my own special little thing. Like, fuck, fuck these. I know these bitches think that I'm like helping them, but I'm really not. I'm like doing my own special little thing. Um, And that is very typical of that time period of them all like fighting and me having their own little mini empires. Um, And also, I just want to put it out there. I fucking love being right. Because when at, they mentioned the Thrawn, they mentioned Thrawn in Ahsoka mentions it, Thrawn in the second season and then in the trailer they're like oh the air that you've been hearing rumors about the heir to the empire and all this stuff and I was like but it's not actually Thrawn they're creating all this stuff in absentia they're like oh well we'll give it to Thrawn whatever but he's not actually there he, he's not there they're doing it whatever and I said that when they had all the insignias of the seventh fleet that people noticed and earlier this season when focus hand says that is a lot of those are a lot of imperials that's a lot those are a lot of ships or whatever and it was like she was like and i was like who has those kind of resources i was like yeah the seventh fleet and it's a whole consortium of people anyway i like being right anyways i was completely not shocked that mandalore was like livable and they were doing fuck shit on it because that's what they did to geonosis (laughs) it's literally the same exact thing (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you guys forgot about my good bitch, Quick Clack. But he was in the trenches long before Bo-Katan was. So get it right. See, the fucking Empire, they're, they're like, well, if it ain't broke, don't literally. We're just going to do the same thing again. Fucked up of Ezra that he just showed up and said, I'm going to call you Click Clack because I can't pronounce 
your name. <laughs> Love Esther to death. Dude, come on. That whole episode. <laughs> flop or flop everywhere. Anyway. Nice. I also, sort of to bring up, like, my thoughts about the episode. I thought that it was really good. I, I think something that, the one thing that really got me was I was like, now why the fuck is Grogu here? Why was Din like, let us bring Grogu? Why were we doing that? He has barely has any control on IG-11. I know it's just for the kids who love Grogu, but I'm like, the whole time, I'm like, holy shit, Grogu is about to get gunned down in like an assassination. Like, like <laughs> they're gonna like, like assassination no, by firing squad like Grogu. Why is he here? Guys, I just, I can't get over it. That shit is so funny. And also like, like every, every two seconds, Din is like, get to cover, get over there. I'm like, why did you bring him down yeah, here? It's like it's not like they like haven't left him behind before. Like Din has done that. He did that a few episodes ago when they went to fucking save Ragnar's ass. But this time he's like, I will go with you, and so will Grogu. It's just like, what the fuck are you thinking, Din Djarin? I also though imagined a significantly more comedic scene wherein Din is like, I will go with you, and so is Grogu. And Grogu, having just learned the ability to speak, is like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, like actively protests. This is why it's not looking good vis-a-vis the armor being the spy, because Grogu is with the other Mandalorians and not with all the other children and other folks. That is the only my one other argument where I was like, okay, it's kind of weird that Grogu is not with with everyone else. But the armor went back went back to the fleet. And if she was a spy, she would okay. Know so that, maybe like, it's there's an imperial okay. fleet coming to beat their ass. Why yeah. would she want to be up there? Well, see, I was you thinking I mean? more they were coming to beat their ass down there because it's all but of. But he the... says at the end of the episode, he's like, you know, fucking release the the interceptors. You know what I mean? To yeah, go that's get fair. them up in the sky. That's fair. No, I just I find it very funny because they're like, okay, we're all gonna go down there to find out if it's safe to bring life onto and then live there. And Din is like, this is the perfect place for my toddler. Din is doing that like holistic parenting where like you let your kids sit in the dirt and the sand and let them eat whatever. Cause you're like, they need to introduce those particles into their body or whatever. He's like, Grogu needs to experience radiation poisoning in order to become fully developed. I let my child eat sand on a public beach because I want his immune system <laughs> to be functional as shit. I, I will also say them being like, we have to take back Mandalore. We're going down there, whatever. And I'm like, great. So, I know there's people surviving there or whatever, but, like, can you grow food there? Like, is it habitable? Is there radiation? Like, do you have the resources to, like, establish civilization? I know you guys have guns. That's great. But do you, like, do you, does any of you know how to, like, grow food or, like, do you, like, I'm like, hey, so it's inhabitable? Like, just because it can support life doesn't mean it's habitable. Like, maybe you need to gather resources to terraform at this point. It's like, maybe you should stay on the planet where you can have, like, agriculture and, and, and shit that's alive. I, I'm just saying, like, you know, great that you're taking it back. I just and, – and they're like, yeah, we'll just show up with just us. And they're like, okay, and do and do what? I just – I have many questions. You don't understand, Claudia. Mark Wahlberg's Mandalorian OC is on the other side of the fa- the planet right now, making potatoes or whatever the fuck he did in the Martian. Do you mean? Do you mean <laughs> Matt Damon? <laughs> Matt Damon. Mark I can- oh no! Not oh Mark no! Wahlberg. Oh no! Okay. Uh oh. My star, face white people. Star of- 
guys, 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 guys. Live white people facial blindness reveal. I didn't know those were two different people until just now. <laughs> no, you thought Matt Damon and Mark Wahlberg were the same person. Okay, I'll be Bella, so real. Bella's honest, like, I, I, Bella's I, like, like... I love when I love when Mark Wahlberg bought a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that would be a very yeah, different movie. <laughs> oh wow, I've always thought they look a little alike, so I feel that. However, I did stop thinking that when I was like 12, so. Okay, well, you don't have white people facial blindness. I'm sorry you have that ability. I don't. I'm sorry. In summary, rip as. Rip as. Rip as. If the next episode starts with Axe Woves getting like gunned down, I'm gonna be so pissed. Axe Woves shot out of the sky. A cruel Grogu's thesis. Anyway. I'm gonna kill you, Claudia. now it is time for everyone's favorite segment name that ship where we celebrate the medium of fan fiction by either you guys submitting a fan fiction we have a form in our uh, show notes or we find it ourselves in our journeys through the archive of our own um a fan fiction about star wars that has either an interesting concept or an absolutely wild ship because there are almost an infinite amount of characters in star wars this is not to make fun of anyone this is this is to celebrate the medium and also to celebrate the just sheer possibilities that the star wars fandom has um and the things that one can find if you explore um and also our podcast kind of started because we would hang out and just do these deep dives on AO3. So we want to share it with you. Um, this fic, it doesn't really have a ship in it. It's just a funny concept. This was submitted by Sarlacc Ussy on Tumblr. Um, a fantastic name. Um, it is a part of a series. Um, it is for general audiences. It is a crossover between Star Wars and this other piece of media. It only has this one Star Wars character and then this group of characters from this other thing. And the tags are humor, crack, the blank are a walking disaster zone, the blank are working for the blank, so the thing from other thing are working for the thing from Star Wars, they are still adorable little things. Uh, character A won't be a problem much longer. Alternate universe. Its fic is called No OSHA Compliance. And uh, the description isn't really going to help you that much. Um, I will say there's a part of this that I can't wait to read to you when it is revealed. Let's, let's do make some guesses, shall we? So based purely on vibes and like my love of Brian David Gilbert's Unraveled series, I'm going to say that it's Mario Brothers. It's not, but you're you're getting there. Okay, so is this is this like an animated thing? It is. Wouldn't it be f- <laughs> I'm like I don't know, I'm trying to think of what's animated. I'm like I don't know the, the minions. It is the minions. <laughs> oh my god. Are you serious? <laughs>
Marvel, Palpatine won't be a problem much longer. So this is a part of a series called Minions to the Star Wars. I think I've seen this before. Holy <laughs> shit! I'm big, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought lost the fact that Ollie was like, wouldn't it be fucked up if it were minions? And then it was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Sidious takes a break from his part in the Naboo blockade to check the minions' progress on his prize, <laughs> the Death Star. So they're building the Death Star. The galaxy is about to be short. One very despicable Sith Lord. The minions are known for serving the most despicable beings they can find and for getting them killed. I thought it would be a good idea to grant Palpatine the privilege. This was the result. So basically, the minions accidentally get Palpatine killed. The second fic is how to properly mourn a Sith Lord. It is also about Chief Palpatine and the minions. Um, Darth Maul is there. Uh, the minions are there. Um, the minions have a new boss, Darth Maul. Uh, Darth Maul needs a hug. Palpatine tries to cheat death. The minions are going to make that difficult. Maul's horrible childhood. Minion feels. The minions make Maul better. A little. He's still getting there. Alternate universe. Having heard Sidious is dead, Maul comes to see for himself. So, I think this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. I um, do like the idea of a Maul Despicable Me AU. Where he's like, grew. Yeah. Despicable Maul. Yeah, basically. Also, the, the note that I couldn't wait to read you was notes. The Minionese should be understandable, but if you want exact translations, I pulled the different phrases from a few different languages using Google. So wait, so yeah. (laughs) Also, Darth Bane, Darth Bane, and the Mun are are referenced in this. Um, it it is a crack fake for sure, but I think it's absolutely hilarious. The Mun do low key look like white minions. (laughs) The Munions, Minions, Minions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow, Claudia, that was like, oh wow. I'm like flabbergasted. I can't believe I was like after uh, there's so there's so many like rich animated characters and animated universes, and I can't believe the first one I thought wouldn't it be funny if it was the minions? I mean, this is this is I feel sick to my stomach that this is the one I got that fast. One shotting Lego Ninjago last week. (laughs) Spoilers for last week's episode of RuPaul's Squad Race. Oh, it's anyways. I hope you enjoyed that because I did. That was crazy. That was cray cray. Um, are you guys ready for something else that's kind of wild? Um, and just like, just like, okay, I need to preface it. So here's the thing. I am a proprietor, an enjoyer of one MCU ship. And it is Nambaku. Um, so (laughs) that is Namor and Mbaku, you know, from from Black Panther and Wakanda Forever. Um, the person I was looking just for fan fiction in a tag in Star Wars, and I find this fic and I'm like, oh my gosh, what else has this person written? They have written one of the most like, um, how do I even put this? Calling it heinous feels hateful. I would say challenging. Because oh, I know what fic you're talking yeah. about because we both read it. Yeah. Um, because There's we were just, both like, what? <laughs> There's this crazy Nambaku fic that this person also wrote. So I'm just like, oh, wow. This person, like, their mind is so powerful. I'm obsessed with it. And I need to know how it works. So are you guys ready? This is a fan fiction called Indulgence. Um, <laughs> The relationships are character A slash character B. 
character A slash character C. <laughs> Additional tags are character A slash character B slash Bo-Katan mentioned. Uh, plot, what plot, porn without plot, utter self-indulgence. Um, <laughs> a species of creature, freeform. Some explicit tags. Pre-episode blank. Um, this creature, <laughs> sex, and enthusiastic consent. Okay. I'm glad the consent is there. Yes, and this, so, the creature is not like a, a creature. This is a creature that like has sentience. It's just like um. Okay, so is the creature one of the characters? Yes, he the the okay. char- it's character C. The Zillow. Like, like it's not was a, okay. Is it? Sorry, you guys go ahead. No, is it the Zillow say. Beast? It's not the Zillow Beast. Is it a Rancor? It's not a Rancor. However, I like where both of your heads are at. I I'll give you this. I'll give you this. It is not <laughs> a creature from Star Wars. Oh. oh. Is it Mothman? It is what? not Mothman. <laughs> in, what, no, in what world are you making like a monster <laughs> list and you're like, Mothman, a Rancor, <laughs> these are similar. Uh, okay. I don't know. Would a you werewolf? say that this is... Would you um, say that this, on the- this creature is like fuckable in like a bloodborne type way where it's like it hurts your brain to look at, but it's still like you want to make out with it? Okay. Um, so here's the thing. I'm not much of a monster fucker. However, I totally like in terms of like monster fuckery, I think that this is more it's not quite tame, but it's not crazy. Okay. I have an idea. I, I have an idea. I feel like this is a character who it's like they're like a Trandoshan or like a Wookiee or some bullshit like that. No. Okay, can I? Can okay, I ask you to do so something? they are like an actual. Are they, oh, wait, wait, okay. wait, 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 wait. So, so this is a Star Wars character, but AU that they are uh, are no. a monster, not so from this Star is, Wars. This is the. This is what I'll give you. So there's a first ship. Oh, the creature's not from Star Wars. Ship. Sorry, the creature's not from Star Wars. One of the okay. members of the first ship is doing nasty, nasty things with this other creature. Okay, I would I would like to ask a clarifying this. question. On a scale of Tom Hardy's Venom to Ebritus, mm-hmm. daughter of the cosmos, where are we falling on the monster fucker scale? Um, probably closer to Tom Hardy. However, once again, like drifting closer to the middle, where it's like. I get why people find this kind of creature sexy. I don't personally. I find them kind of scary. <laughs> is would it like the alien them? from Aliens? <laughs> is it Cthulhu? Not Cthulhu. That is much too scary for me. Think Cthulhu about is my... too far close to Abritus. Yeah. Oh my god, you guys Think are not my... monster fuckers. <laughs> Think of my roots, my kind of education and history and what kind of monsters I would have encountered. Is it like like a fucking like like a like a some sort of legendary is like a minotaur yes. or some bullshit. Yes, it is a minotaur. It's a minotaur. <laughs> okay, wait, is it a specific minotaur? It is a minotaur. It is just a minotaur. Um, the, in the notes, this person did say. <laughs> in the notes, this person did say, um, that they were kind of inspired by Astrius from the Hades game. I was gonna say. Oh. I was wondering if it was if it was him. Okay. So wait, so so the Minotaur is 
the Minotaur is character B. The Minotaur is character C. So there's a okay. there's a ship oh. with two Star Wars characters, and then also okay. the Minotaur fucks one of the other Star Wars characters. That's okay, okay, okay. Are Here's the two it, Star Wars characters Axe are they two Wolves. men? Axe Wolves is one of the characters. <laughs> okay, is he the one fucking the Minotaur? No. However, I do believe they have fucked. I did read this fanfic. Are they? Are they? Wait, 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 wait. Are they men? No. Is this a? Is it okay? So it's a woman. Is this a woman? Acts like knows. Because I have a horrible fear about who it is. Yes. The armorer? Is it? No. Is it Cosca Reeves? <laughs> it's Cosca Reeves. No. <laughs> okay, what? let's go. No. Oh, no. Cause no. This, no. Because no. this fic. You guys, this all, fic- you guys are all going to judge her. Good for her. <laughs> no. I no. Too, I'm not I too would fuck the Minotaur. I said what no, I said. No, because I'm, I'm not judging her because I read this fan fiction because I saw it. I was going through the Axe Woves tag as you do. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Pause. What's happening here? I read it. So here's the premise. <laughs> so the Minotaur is an ally of the Mandalorians. Like he's helping them like do stuff. It's this is like before the Eris episode. Um, so like they're on Trask or whatever doing some bullshit. He is like, oh my god, I'm here and I'm very sexy. Him and Axe have definitely boned down big style. However. Casca and Axe are in, like, this kind of, like, relationship. Loki a thruple with Bo-Katan. But this man is so sexy and wants to eat Casca Reeves out. So she's like, okay, damn. And then Axe is like, isn't it crazy good? And she's like, yeah. And that's the fan fiction. Good for her! Okay, I'm obsessed with that. Um, Also, in the meantime, I did go into this person's account. Holy shit. Also, they have written what I think may be the only Din slash Black Kersantan fan fiction. Again, Din slash Black they've written a lot. They've written, their their biggest fandom is Supernatural. They have 71 oh, Adams, Adams, Adams slash Michael fix. You know, uh, you know what? That doesn't surprise me in the fucking <laughs> least. <laughs> because here's the thing. The writer of Rough Day, surprisingly, is not Timothy Zahn. Their um their username on your AO3 is Guardian Angel Cast. Every single time. It all comes back to Supernatural. It always does. I'm obsessed with their fucking mind. Oh, I need to get in contact with this person. No, literally, I'm obsessed. Like, I, when I tell you, they are, like, a visionary. Their mind, <laughs> their mind is huge. Like, we're, like we, are, we are laughing here, but I'm also like, yeah, good for them. Absolutely. Because here's oh, the thing. The thing of- is really good. Like, it's good. Also, Damn, I'm, I'm just, just going to say, it. if you as a man are like, I wouldn't get tongue-fucked by the Minotaur, that's your problem, okay? Careful not to injure your knees on the way down from the dizzying heights of your moral high ground. Me and my girls will be enjoying ourselves. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much for joining us this week for RuPalp's Pod Race. Episodes drop every Sunday, but for updates, Star Wars news, and more curse shit, be sure to follow us on social media at RuPalp's Pod Race. And if you want to ask us a question, you can send them to our TikTok Q&A, Tumblr Ask Box, or email us at rupalpspodrace at gmail.com. And of course, if you really love the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or Overcast, and tell a friend who might be interested. It really helps. May the Force be with you, and don't crip it up. Waka waka. Waka waka. waka. waka, waka.